Okay, now I'll be eating my soup shortly, so if the video goes silent, we'll know why, but I'll always keep streaming. That's my focus now. So if the event does go silent, we'll know why. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put in some music or something. Let's see what we can listen to right now. One moment. We're actually going to go to some of my videos and we'll play those uh, in my absence. One moment. Let's do that. That way you'll have something to listen to while I'm eating. Yeah, we're going to do this right now. I'm coming into uh, some David Allen Capital stuff that I've downloaded. I'm an affiliate. So that's what we're going to do. We'll listen to some David Allen Capital affiliate stuff. And I'll just wait for the window to appear and then I'll go eat my dinner. Okay, so we're going to go to play all. We're going to listen to David Allen work for us for a little while. And then that'll be our David Allen Capital contribution. Thanks for coming back. Can your team ping them? Time to get them all here. You don't want to miss this. Every time we do these trainings, people who attend them do more fundings than those who don't. I mean, it's there's no two ways about it. So all I can encourage you to do is, uh, if you want to make nice revenue sharing on a team, then Tuesday it's time to reach out to all your team and one one by one and remind them to get on the training. And I sent a text out to everyone who's in the text group. Um, there's only 1,085 people in the text group, though. 21,000 people got the email. 1,000 got the text. And, you know, so far, there's not 100 people here yet. So, uh, you know, some people think they know it already. All I can tell you is you're here, and I'm glad you're here. Um, and so thank you for that. A lot of people still coming in the room. It is uh, right on time. And so uh, we'll give it another second. And I see all the people scrolling that are trying to get in. And I really appreciate all of you who've come out tonight um, looking at a lot of new names, a lot of familiar names, and a lot of new names as well that uh, we're so honored to have you. Um, and I love the diversification. We got a lot of men producers. We got a lot of women top producers. We got a lot of uh, people of color who are top producers. We got a lot of white people who are top producers. We got a good mix. Uh, we are a uh, a good mixture. It reminds me of a a, a a top performing class in college, where you just got a you know kind of a mixture of every different ethnicity and um, gender. And uh, I just I couldn't be more proud of what you guys are doing for David Allen Capital. We may have started this company, uh, but you guys are the superheroes that continue to attract the right type people and repel the wrong ones. You know that's. Uh, you heard me talk about Charlie Munger earlier. I'm reading on him right now, so he's on top of my mind. But he, one of his life hacks is, he doesn't call it that, but one of his things to help him become one of the wealthiest men in the world, self-made, uh, not by you know taking a company public and having an overvalued company, which, you know, that nothing wrong with that either. But he built it slowly over time. But he said one of the best things you can do is not necessarily get better at everything, but inverse it. Do away with all the stuff that you're bad at. Do away with all the bad stuff that's hurting you. So agents who won't get trained hurt us. Agents who um, uh, misrepresent us hurt us. They hurt you. Uh, agents who um, are going to lie about the funding and, or sell funding hurt us. And, and so we don't want them. Our pay plan doesn't protect them. Performance 
they won't perform. So they'll leave short, short order. Um, when you serve clients, when your whole job is meet, greet, and inform, and this is the beginning of the training, um, when your whole job is meet, greet, and inform, then what happens is um, you build relationships. And as you build relationships with business owners, when they need funding, because they will, every business owner needs funding at certain times. Just today, I was thinking about a big campaign that cost about 300 grand. And I thought, is it worth doing self-funding, taking funding to do it? I know it would turn them into a million dollar return. So that's those are the type of things I'm talking about. Uh, $30,000 opportunity. They don't need money right now. They're not worried about paying their bills. They're okay cash flow wise. They're doing, they're making a little profit. They're paying, you know, they get a paycheck every week. You know, some businesses are doing just fine, but they're not thinking about, hey, I could double my income if I kick that wall out, put a door and build a patio for a hundred grand and put 30 tables out there with some string lights. I'd bring a different crowd here. They'd want to sit out on the patio and I'd have, they'd hang out more. They'd have more drinks. It'd be more festive. More people want to come and kind of come in an environment. Man, I could probably do my, one of my first clients who got a hundred, three now with a hundred or 150,000. It was a hundred. She paid back 150 highest pricing we had. Uh, that's exactly what she did with her Mexican restaurant. She paid it off in eight months and she almost tripled her sales. And she's like, I have more room out on the patio than I do in my restaurant. I had a small place. I needed to do it. I need a hundred grand. She couldn't get approved. She had a 550 credit score. She couldn't get approved. And most of our providers, we had one who was willing to give her the money at our highest pricing. She got a hundred grand and had to pay back 150. That's crazy high. Not to her it was. And she's like, I'll take it in a second because she knew she was going to turn that hundred thousand dollar patio into a few hundred thousand in sales a year. And she has, it's been five years. She's not needed more money. She's doing just great. She doesn't need another patio right now. So you never know when they're going to need the money. You never know what they're going to need it for. So I'm just going to give a real quick summary. And then Wade Cordell is going to go over what we call the red stuff. Uh, number one, don't forget this critical thing. The basic funding training is in your agent resource center. I think it's training number two. Um, so you want to watch the getting started right, and then you want to watch the basic funding, and then you want to watch the comp plan. Those are three videos that are a must. And then just start digesting. Start digesting the other links. I put up a client relationship sheet uh, Monday. People go, oh, this is awesome. It's been up there for two years. It's been in our agent resource center for two years. People didn't know it because they don't look at all the materials. They don't click on the links to see what's back there. So it's like a digest of stuff that is just uh, impeccable. Don't, don't go ahead though. Do training one, training two, then training three. Tonight we're going to go through some more details of the training. This is what I want you to make sure you take away in my little two minute session here is number one, you do not sell capital. That doesn't work. Uh, if you want to be a telemarketer and blaze the phones and do get a predictive dollar and dial 300 phones, 300 calls a day and and get people when they're desperate at the right time and you're willing to talk to 200 people who hang up on you, um, you can sell capital. Uh, but it's not fun. It doesn't work long term. And every one of our agents who says they're going to do it that way quits because it doesn't work. The ones who succeed are the ones who use their client relationship sheets, whether it's in their phone, on their computer, or they print one out and fill it out. And they build relationships with business owners. And they promote our services to them for when they need capital. If and when they need capital, who's their funding person? They don't have one. They don't have one today. You got to know that. Uh, who is your roofing company? You don't have a roofing company, right? Why would you have a roofing company unless you just had a repair a roof? You don't have one. They don't have a business funding, but they have a bank manager, but they don't have a funding person. That bank can't give them money. 
20% of the businesses out there get approved, and they're the big ones. That restaurant can't get money unless they want to put their house up. That's a real estate loan. That's not a business loan. So just know that when you're out there talking to businesses, you're not in the job of getting them to say yes today. Your job is simply meet, greet, and inform them. The basic training covers this, but it's the biggest mistake people make. So what I would say is if you want to have success, eliminate your salesmanship. Eliminate, and I don't mean, there's a lot of professional sales. Some people think I'm a salesman. I promote things I believe in. I share what I believe in. And I attract people who believe what I believe. That's sales, professional sales. It's some people, though, sales is lying, saying whatever you got to say to get someone to say yes. That's amateur sales. They, you know, they don't do well in anything, right? For a little while, maybe. But do away with that salesmanship. And instead, become the professional, which is I'm going to be a funding person for them. I'm going to be a gateway to information that they don't know about. So number one, beliefs. I believe business owners are rock stars. They're the front line of capitalism. Just like the front line healthcare workers are there for all the people that are sick. Who's there for capitalism? The business owners. Taking the risk. No guaranteed pay. They're still there when the restaurants get shut down. They got to deal with it. Government makes a change. They're like, how am I going to pay my bills? Right. Or they're a dry cleaner and, you know, people aren't wearing suits as much and they still find a way. OK, I'm going to have to get into cleaning sheets and cleaning other things. Then I'm going to have to be better at marketing or, you know, get more efficient in my operations. They're 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 amazing. Business owners are amazing and they're not guaranteed a penny. So start having conversations. I talked to an owner at Dunkin Donuts today for almost 10 minutes, for almost 10 minutes in the drive through line. There was no one behind me. We just talked. And because he knew I could, I cared about him. He got one of these little cards, big breezy cards. And, and it wasn't there to get him the card. It was there to learn more about his business. They have 35 of them. And they're always looking to expand. So he said, I don't necessarily need the money, but I know a lot of people who do. Well, there you go. And do you think he felt like I was selling him? No. I was talking about how do I know he had so many locations? Because I was talking about him and how you overcome the shortage of employees. And so what I'm doing, this is training right now. I'm sharing stories of what you need to do rather than just giving you a script because scripts, frankly, um, they can work, but they don't work as well as you just caring about business owners and filling up that client relationship sheet with businesses that you've talked to following up with them and you become their funding person and watch how many people get referred to. They'll chase you down. When you take care of clients, the best client, the best way to get more clients is take care of the clients on your desk right now. Now, that means the people already in your warm market, business owners in here, talk to them well. Business owners in your local community, when you go get something to eat, talk to them. When you order a carryout, talk to the owner, get to know them a little bit better. How long they've been in business, do they plan to expand, you know, whatever. Just have conversations and leave a card. Okay, so the beliefs. Business owners are rock stars at the front line of capitalism. Revenue-based capital is the best source of capital for 80% of them. Uh, they may know about revenue-based capital, but here's the next belief. They don't know about us, which represents all the top providers. I was talking to a bank today, and they said, well, why would we send them to you rather than on deck? Because on deck is great, but we represent on deck. On deck is great, but guess what? When we submit a package on deck, we submit everyone else. If on deck's not the best deal, we present someone else to them, and usually they're not. So if you're only sending packages on deck, you know what you're doing? Get more declines and you're not getting the best offers. One stop best offer with us. If you're looking for a flight, do you just check Delta or do you check all of them? 
just so you know what the pricing is. That's what we do. So if they know about revenue-based capital, they don't know about us. So it's your job to inform them that what makes us different is we can get you that same revenue-based capital that you've got before. But we represent all the top providers, including the one you got it from. So if they're not the best offer, we're going to get you a better offer. That's why they should apply through you. And then the next step is our experts can answer all their questions. Wade Cordell being the chief expert right here. He's about to talk and I'm going to get out of the way. Um, he's our chief expert. So once they fill out the form at David Allen Capital, they go, you'll learn this the basic training. So you want to watch this. This is not a substitute for it. Once they fill that out, upload all their documents, complete their application, you're getting email statements all along the way telling you about this. Wade and his team are talking to it's, it's awesome. Every client I get, I just tell them to fill out my page and I stay out of the way. I let Wade talk to him. He, I call Wade, Wade, I got this client, they're filling out the form right now. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I just want you to know what's going on with them. Blah, 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 blah. And I don't do the talking. Some of you feel like you need to be doing all the talking. That's great, but I can promise you I'll have a lower closing rate. Why? Because you're not as good as Wade. And I don't mean closing like hammering them, helping them feel comfortable. That's what it is. Wade is not paid to hammer close people into this, or nor is team. In fact, if anyone does that, they're not going to be part of a company, including our agents. What Wade's job is to do is educate the client. Okay, so I've gone longer than I wanted to go. I'm now going to back away. Make sure you watch those trainings. And I'm going to turn it over to Wade Cordell, who's going to cover the rent stuff. He's going into underwriting a little bit more so that you can see all the different nuances that takes place in this. that You don't have to know, but it's nice to be brought to your attention and aware so that... Uh, when you're out there, you're educated and not setting improper expectations. All right, this isn't basic funding. He'll touch on some basics, but he's also going to go through some more details. Mr. Cordell, I turn it over to you, my friend. Uh, hey, listen, um, I'm pretty darn excited about tonight because of the fact that, uh, and by the way, it's a little dark in this room, but you're going to be seeing my presentation anyway. There should be over a thousand more people on tonight than what's on. Um, but I'm not disappointed. I, I look at, at, at um, the t our top 25 funding agents and agencies. I started scrolling down the, the participants, and I saw almost everyone over here. And, I, I, and you think to yourself, you know, these folks hear this all the time. They, they know the stuff I'm getting ready to go over. Why is it that they're on here? And the answer appeared on my screen when I saw PK clicked and said, Birds of a feather flock together, and that is so true. Uh, successful people want to be around other successful people, and you've got a lot of them on here tonight. But tonight, I am going to go over very quickly the uh, underwriting um, of procedures, so you can understand how we come up with our formulas and our our uh, rates, uh, terms, that sort of thing. Uh, and at the end of this, I'll answer any questions you have. But I'm not here. Uh, for entertainment i'm here for education so without further ado i am going to see if i can share my screen there you go all right guys um let me go ahead and get all the folks out of my way here tonight i will be talking about red stuff matters knowing and understanding why all the red stuff that I'm going to talk about matters to you, our DAC, our DAC agent. Some of you are probably saying, well, what the heck is red stuff, dude? I've never heard of that. Well, 
I chose this training topic because red stuff represents an acronym for all the key variables involved when, when you're moving a submitted package from its initial stage of underwriting all the way through to the funding uh, of, the, of the package. And quite frankly, um, I wanted uh, a catchy phrase that you could remember so you could understand these are the things that, that, you, that, that, that go into every single um, uh, algorithm, every single uh, package and through underwriting to determine, you know, what we're going to do with this package. And, and it also gives you a lot of education on why things happen. We're going to be talking about uh, rates. We're going to be talking about early payoff, default submissions, uh, so on and so forth, all the way through to we get the funding. But let's begin uh, with rates. And before I do, let me just kind of briefly give you a, uh, a little synopsis of each one of these um, eight different things that I'm going to talk about. Rates, we're going to be breaking down the rates so you can kind of see that our funding really is reasonable and it's fair. Our early payoff, you're going to understand early payoff types, how they apply, uh, defaults, why that is a deal killer. Submissions, you're going to know what the documents that need to be submitted whenever we, uh, before we can give them an offer. As far as terms, you want to know why uh, terms vary from lender to lender, how revenue impacts these terms that are presented. Underwriting, what's, what are they looking for when they when they look at someone's uh, uh, bank statements and, and their entire package. FICO, how that impacts terms, rates, funding amounts. And then finally, I want you to understand what happens in the final two hours uh, before a, a submission is funded behind the scenes. So let's begin with rates. This is our true cost of capital. And I want you to understand uh, tonight that our capital is reasonable and our capital is extremely fair. I'm going to begin with the Diddy and, and Bank Breezy rate schedule and, and, and understand it's all determined by time in business, FICO, number of current deals they may have. There's a whole lot that goes into it. So if you are uh, submitting through Bank Breezy or directly to us to submit for you to um, uh, Biddy, uh, who is the underwriter for Bank Breezy currently, um, then you're going to understand that in the first 30 days, these rates are going to be anywhere from a 119 to a 139. If, it, if it's paid off in the, in, the, in the next set of 30 days, then it's going to be a 129 to 149. And if it's paid off and goes to the, the the entire term, then it's going to be anywhere from a 149 to a 169. So these rates with Biddy are going to be anywhere from a 119 all the way to a 169. And there's a lot that goes into that that makes that determination. Now, the bank breezy submissions are, are super high risk. You need to understand that. Most of the bank breezy submissions are coming from ads or coming from social posts. Unlike the DHC submissions, where we normally have, you, you got some type of personal relationship. And here are some of the bank breezy issues that, that, that uh, exist. First of all, the client usually only qualifies for less than 5000 in funding. These are very risky files. These files are normally, not always, but they're norm normally declined. But we're giving them a chance to establish credit and receive the needed funds that they have, that they want. There's no other lender that, that would even consider funding probably 75% of 
of the deals that we get through Bank Breezy. Bank Breezy rates for 15000 and up. Well, our system now allows DXC's internal team to take a second look at all the deals that, that what we call time out through the Bank Breezy process. We chose files that exceed 15000 and by threshold. When I mean time out, a lot of things can happen, and you'll see that in a few minutes when we show you the process. But they may have just looked at it and said, you know what, I just don't have time to do this, and they just walk away from it. Or they go through their, their process and they don't want to link the bank, or they go through and they get their initial offer and they just say, I don't know if I want that. These are what we call timeouts. So on 15000 in revenue stated by, that, by your client, we are now looking at those with our internal team as well as Biddy's team. And once our internal DAC team reviews the offers, they determine that we determine they fall in the category above the 15,000 in funding. The underwriters are going to use normal Biddy rates of 1.19 to 1.49. But now we may take them to a different lender partner because they may be a higher qualified uh, client better uh, credit and other issues and we may take them to a different lender partner altogether because as David says we're here to give them the one-stop best offer on every single year deal now here's the entire bank breezy funding process just so you will know once the client is directed to the agent link and then they apply the automated process begins. Number one, the client initiates the process by providing the required information we're asking for. Number two, a soft offer is presented based on the, their stated revenue, what they say they're doing on a monthly basis. Number three, after the bank verification is completed, the bank statements will then show our underwriters what the real monthly revenue is. In other words, that soft offer is based on them saying, hey, I'm doing 10000 15000 a month. But then when we go see and doing their bank verification when they when they actually click on and we see that oh my goodness they're doing thirty five hundred to five thousand a month it's just not accurate information that they gave us so once that real revenue is established the offer can either stay the same it can go up or it can decrease i saw a couple go up today but also saw several of them that got decreased if the client times out without deciding, they are, they're going to be recontacted not only by Bank Breezy, but our DAC internal team if they're 15000 and higher. Now, once an offer is accepted by the client, then it goes immediately to what we call our junior underwriter. They're going to prepare the file for funding. They perform the background. They do a bank verification uh, just to make sure that everything that they're saying is accurate. And then there's going to be a final review conducted before they send it to what we call our senior underwriters. Now, once a senior underwriter has approved the file for funding, it's entered into what we call a key for funding. Uh, at this point, we're going to send a text out. It's going to be sent to the client, and all we want is a yes reply. This is in lieu of a funding call, which almost every other lender conducts. As a matter of fact, I was talking to a lender partner of ours, and they were kind of wanting to get into uh, helping us do some of the underwriting and uh, funding with our bank breezy product and i said we're really not interested in adding anyone to it right now and uh, i told him about the tech side of this he said wait, wait a minute you're telling me they're not even doing uh a final decision logic and i said there's no need to 
Uh, there's no need to do it, and, and there's no final funding call in it, not decision logic. And, and, and I said, there's no need to. Uh, we feel comfortable, and, and we're just getting the text. And once they reply yes to that text, is immediately uh, triggers the wire to be uh, the, the ACH to go out. So um, this entire process may sound like a long period of time, but it can be in as, as little as one hour. I've seen it. This whole thing happened within 30 minutes uh, from the time the thing was submitted. So th this is not a long period of time. The only time that it is longer is when there is problems, and we'll talk about some of those in a little bit. Now let's talk about the DAC rates. These are the ones that are 15,000 above uh, a paper. It, it, the rates are going to be anywhere from a 119 to a 130. And these are clients with, that have really good revenue, 50,000 or, or, or more monthly. They got an excellent FICO of 700 plus. They've been in business for a couple of years. B, C, and D paper, that they're gonna, their rates are going to be about a 131 to a 149. Now, B paper is a client with revenue above 20,000, and their FICO is about six and a quarter. Uh, they've been in business for about a year. C paper is went about a five and a quarter. Uh, they've been in business for at least four months. They got they, but their FICO has got to be at least 525. And then when it's below that 525 level, they're really classified as what we call D paper. Rates vary, guys, due to FICO, time in business, and then there are other credit issues like bank past bankruptcies, have they been dismissed, has it been over two years, and there's a number of other things that like, like uh, a current delinquency. So your credit score may look good, but if you're delinquent on 30 accounts or even 10, uh, that's a problem for underwriters. Lender partners take into consideration time in business, and monthly revenue dips when they're determining these rates. So, you know, you got someone who's had 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, they drop to 2,000, then they go back up to 8,000. They're going to want to know what happened during that period of time. Did you just get lazy enough work, or did you have a fire? Did your truck break down? Those are the kind of things that, that we take care of and find out for you uh, and that are going to be questions by the underwriters. Other issues that impact rates are the number of of current funding position. Everyone today is, is doing a hundred something thousand a trucker and, you, and and we can't get them funded because they got five positions. Nobody wants to fund a trucker on a sixth position. I don't care what you got left over on a monthly basis. And nobody's gonna come in and pay off five other positions with a trucker and 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 then let and, and give that money to them when it's not going to be to the lenders. That they, that they previously had instead of that money going into the business to help grow it. So just, you know, keep, keep in mind those kind of things are all factored in. Other issues that impact rates are, are, are the number of NSFs, the number of negative bank days. You know, there's only 20 to 21 banking days in a month, taking away the weekends and, ho and any kind of holidays. Uh, if you've got five bank days that you've been negative, that's five out of 20. That's 25% of the time the, 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 the payments aren't going to go through for us. So those are some of the things that you need to, to, to know in the back of your head. Uh, and of course, a number of inquiries on their credit from other lenders, especially MCA type lenders, uh, is, is a factor. Daily balances along with, you know, a whole list of other things. So there's a lot that are going into play and this is all taking place in, in, in a matter of an hour or two. 
not in days and weeks. Let's talk about early payoff discounts, also known as prepayment discounts. Our lending partners never charge a prepayment penalty for paying off early. However, prepayment penalties are very different than early payoff discounts. What is a prepayment penalty? A prepayment penalty, guys, is an additional fee that's added to the loan on the advance as, as a penalty for paying that advance off early. And that happens time and time and time again many, many, many lenders in our industry, and we try not to ever uh, use any of those lenders that do that. But that's a prepayment penalty. A prepayment discount is a prepayment amount that is predetermined in writing by the lender partner that's going to be discounted for the back uh, payback amount should the client wish to pay off earlier than, than what the term states. Those are prepayment discounts. We never, ever, ever offer a deal with a prepayment penalty clause, and we, but we always try to offer deals with prepayment discounts. The cost of discounts vary, and, and, and you're going to see on this next slide what I'm talking about on the prepayment penalty, what it could be. I've seen prepayment penalties as high as $2,500 added to the payoff simply because the client did not complete the terms of the contract. Again, none of our lender partners ever charge early uh, payoff penalties. We, we, we want to give a prepayment discounts and encourage them to pay it off as soon as they can. Now, let's talk about the BNC paper and deep really uh, lenders out there and, and understand how prepayment discounts relate to them versus a paper. In month one on BC and even D paper, the discount is going to be somewhere around 12% of the unpaid balance. That includes principal and the cost of funds. So that's that's not just on the cost of funds, that's on the principal too. They pay it off. Now, this, it could be lower, it could be higher. That's about the average for our very good lenders. Um, on, on month two, if they decide they're going to pay it off, they're going to get 10% of the unpaid balance. And that 